0: Every opportunity is not opportune, and Brent gets another number one this year. Welcome to the clan! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music industry. That's what you're going to need today to do the business that you want to do they're not going to trust in your potential they want to trust in your track record that's called leverage that's why we called it the climb c-l-i-m-b creating leverage in the music business that's brilliant that's a baxter name from my number one co-host mr brent baxter brent is an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by alan jackson randy travis lady a joe nichols and more got a Two number ones this year now, which I'm super proud of. And Brent helps writers like you turn pro by revealing how you write like a pro songwriter, how you do business like a pro songwriter. And then he puts you regularly in touch with the pros to give you the opportunity to see where that bar is set, improve, or make a relationship. And you can find Brent very easily at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com.
1: And I'd like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally by identifying new fans through data. Listen, if you're an artist looking to increase your streams, blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV, and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at daredevilproduction.com. That is production singular, no S, and there is no S because there is no other. Johnny D. How you doing, buddy? Man, I'm good. I'm just tickle pink. It's a good day.
0: So check this out. This is what we're going to unpack today. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is a quote from Steve Jobs. It's one of my favorite quotes. And to do this podcast, like I've been crafting it for a little while, this episode, and I went to go find this quote so I could quote it accurately. And Mm -hmm. I went down this rabbit hole a Steve Jobs quotes, a boatload of which completely apply to the music industry and artists and music marketing because we're in this massive paradigm shift, this massive change, a period of change. Right. Mm-hmm. So check this out and then we'll unpack it. Excuse me. I'm still the COVID came back and hit me again. Y'all, like I said, I was good
1: last week dang it. or the week before, but now not. It's like the monster at the end of the movie and I was like, Jason sits back up. Comes up back out, I can't the lake and grab you and pull you in. Yes.
0: Bah. Uh, but anyway, so I'm powering through it. Why? Because you're worth it. That's right. Okay. So here's the quote. When you grow up, you tend to get told the world is the way it is and to live your life inside the world. Try not to bash into the walls too much. Try to have a nice family, have fun, save a little money. That's a very limited life. Life can be much broader than that. Once you discover one simple fact, everything around you that you call life was made up by people that were no smarter than you, and you can change it, you can influence it, and you can build your own things that other people can use. Once you learn that, you'll never be the same again. So that's what we're going to unpack today, and I'm going to tell you about how all that applies to what artists really need to be looking at, especially artists that are bubbling up that are getting some traction. Cool. This is my biggest concern for them is what's happening. So we're going to kind of break down some stuff and I'm going to try to articulate the nuance of what's happening in the middle of this change and try to unplug, by the way, we've all been programmed this last year because of the election in binary thinking. It's black or white, rich or poor, Mm -hmm. good or bad, brilliant or whatever. There's no nuance, but that, of course, is not life.
1: That's marketing. That's an election year. Right. Like, it's, it's Wear a mask in the shower or you want grandma to die. It's a very binary. Yeah, super no, it, binary. Yeah.
0: And it's so much more everything. Everything in life is usually two, three things that are true at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. And so knowing that, and if I can give you some perspective on this, I think I can maybe help guide a couple of people into asking the right questions when they're working with certain people to make sure that they either get it or they don't get it. okay. Cool, but first let's take care of a little business we're super proud to be on American Songwriter Magazine's podcast network Mm -hmm. as always and if you have found us through the podcast network keep looking see what other shows are on there if you found the podcast network through us keep looking see what other shows are on there there's a lot of great content on there and it's all built on stuff you want to know about production songwriting music business those are the verticals and so there's some good good information on there and in a time of a paradigm shift and a time of disruption like this in a marketplace the he who is educated she who is educated is going to rule the world okay Mm -hmm. Join the client community if you haven't done so. This is a thriving group of people who are making songwriting connections, who are getting answers and helping each other out. They have each other's backs and offering support. And we give you places to show your music and to celebrate the wins. And you can ask questions whenever you want. Like, hey, I'm I'm doing this. What should I do? And you're going to get some really good answers. I don't know that I've ever gone on there when there's a bunch of answers to a question and not just use the finger pointing up going what they said.
1: Yeah, not you know? the middle finger, the pointy yeah. finger going, The yes, pointy
0: finger, yeah, like what they said. Yeah. They got it. That's right. That's good information. So we got a solid, well-involved team in there. I love that, man.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, just while we're sitting here, mentioning the climate community, every week we post new heights, which is your time to brag about your wins for the week, big or small, we love them all. And so I'll just go ahead and share that, and then we can finish up the other business. But so every Wednesday, it's your chance to kind of toot your horn a little bit because it's welcome. We ask for it. And so here a couple Patrick Adams says Song lyrics were chosen for the next song pitch With Brent Baxter and Steve Dean Good blessings, excitement in my house this week Also a song was in the top ten of almost their song lyrics So we have the lyric pitch event So I just announced the winners earlier this week At the time of this recording So Patrick had a song in there He's fired up So did Mike McCourse And he said Paul DeMarco That name keeps coming up <laughs>
0: This guy is just a vulgar display of prowess. He just
1: keeps showing up. Uh, so, Paul DeMarco. Johnny I'm pretty Gatt. sure
0: it's because everybody loves Paul DeMarco. And all he does is sit at home, like with his kids and smoke weed in the couch in front of them and doesn't leave. And then, like, people just knock on his door and they're like, hey, Paul, I heard you're a great songwriter. Would you write with me? And he's like, I guess. I guess
1: so. Yeah. That's, I think, that's, that's, probably probably probably, yeah, think that's probably the way he does it. You think that's the way he does it. He's just probably just lucky. He probably did not work hard and isn't yeah. just lead, he's making a no ride content every he week. don't think there. he yeah.
0: is. This yeah, is. This is all luck. His life, Paul Paul Demarco's life. I promise you, nothing but a boulevard of green lights, man. It's just like money shows up and people show up. Like, yeah, not no, of course, that's not the it. case.
1: Of course not. Of <laughs> he's rushing and he's
0: working his tail off. Good job,
1: Paul. So so this is from Mike McCorris, and it says, Paul DeMarco, Johnny Guest, and my lyrics for a Talking to My Maker, which is the name of the song, made the top 10 at the Lyric Pitch event this week. Grateful and excited about that. So, yes, we're actually going to dive into the Lyric Pitch event and some stuff I learned from that this week. But congrats to Paul and Johnny and Mike and Patrick and everybody that had songs in there and everybody that's celebrating wins this week. So come on, join the community and share your wins with us.
0: That's a real at-bat. And okay. at bats are what you want. You know, Moneyball mm-hmm. for the music industry, right? We want bass hits. There yeah, we do. Get them on bass hits. Like, forget about the home run. Just get an at bat. First, get up to the plate. All right. And then keep swinging away until you get that bass hit. And once you get one at bat, you can get two at bats. Once you get two, you can get four. There you go. And then lo and behold, sometime you're going to get a bass hit. And then once you get one bass hit, you can get a couple bass hits. And then you get four, then you get six, and then you get eight, and then you get a double, then you get a triple. Next thing you know, all of a sudden, you're in it. There you go. Starts with, and at that, though, it doesn't start with being in it. Right. (laughs) So, Uh, there you go. What else we got going on? Ratings and reviews. Yeah. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already. Wherever you consume your podcast, we want to make sure you get all the episodes there in order. You can pick and choose what you want, but you have control over everything, and you're not going to miss anything. So, subscribe to it and tap into it whenever you want to. Leave a rating and review. We're trying to get to 200. And then finally... Tell a friend about it. That's the most important thing. There's lots of people that binge this show when they certainly find out about it at the beginning. Tell some people about it. If it's helping you, it's going to help them. If you're finding this, if this information is resonating with you, help a fellow artist, help a fellow songwriter, help a fellow industry
1: person. Right. If it's worth binging, it's worth spewing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there we go.
0: That's brilliant. Yeah, all of a sudden you made sense out of bulimia. I believe it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was thinking more like over drinking, but whatever. Oh, yeah, that's probably a better way to do it. That's I didn't with the bulimia.
0: Like, I, I drinking, of, that's what I was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, binge and spew. I just went there. Sorry. Yeah, I, agree, I, 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 I digress, please. I, did, I was just joking. Um, okay. Do we have any new ratings and reviews? No. Okay. But so let's wish that we did. <laughs> Well, let's let's get on with this then. So I'm going to read you one more quote from Steve Jobs. Your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking, especially, this is my quote right now, this is my comment, especially in the middle of a paradigm shift in the marketplace mm-hmm. because everybody's thinking is not necessarily accurate. Right. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. And most important, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. Courage being moving forward in the face of absolute fear. Mm-hmm. Being terrified and still taking action is the definition of courage. Courage is not fearlessness.
1: Right. That's what I tell my kids when it's time to get flu shots. It's okay to be afraid because if you aren't afraid, you can't be brave.
0: That's Oh, that's really good. Is that a song title? Uh, maybe you need oh, to write that one down. You are welcome, because that's good. <laughs> yeah, it's just an opportunity to be brave, kids. Yeah, there you go. Show your stuff. Show your stuff. Exactly. Right to yourself too. So the idea being that your heart and your intuition somehow already know what you truly want to become, and everything else is secondary. Okay. Mm-hmm. So today we're going to cover some music industry dogma, like the way we've always done it. I want to unpack that. My biggest concern here is that artists let the creators of life as we know it in the music industry see what I did there mm-hmm. drown out their inner voice. They mostly fail to understand that even though the industry professional they might be engaging with has a multi million dollar brand name. Even if they're like an industry executive, right? Maybe they're not famous, but within mm. the industry, they certainly are. Mm-hmm. Ask a thousand people who Michael Wagner is, and they're not gonna know, but ask anybody in rock and roll, and they're gonna be like, bow down, you know? Yeah. <laughs> 105 million records sold. So that's my point there. But they mostly fail to understand that even though the industry professional they're engaging with has a multi million dollar brand name, even as an executive and a historical life changing track record, they have that leverage. That we Mm -hmm. always speak about here Mm -hmm. okay but they're not any smarter than you and if they don't get it if they don't clearly understand what's happening in today's music industry if they don't know how to honor the digital platform then it's entirely possible that this sought after well respected relationship that you might be able to make could be of no use to you
2: yeah
0: they may not be able to help you they want to help they're good people. They're smart people. But if they don't get it, you're quite probably wasting precious time. And so the question you need to be asking is don't be focusing on the brand name so much and what they've done in the past. But really, do they get what's going on now? What new ideas do they have? Are they even on that thought process mm-hmm. or are they just sort of spouting off to you the way they've been doing it forever, which always worked? They've earned their success. These are not stupid people. Okay, so back to the binary thinking here. Two things can be true at the same time. We're right. talking about human nature here.
1: They can be smart, successful, and wrong.
0: Yeah, and guess what? I know this to be a 1,000% fact. They, like you, are also human beings. hmm So they have the same fears, the same aversion to change, and new technology, and a new method, okay? I just want you to be aware of this so that you're reading people that are going to help you do what you need to do.
1: What I think of here, because, you know, I got five kids. So I think of new math, math homework. So yesterday, Ozzie had like one math problem left for his homework. So he wanted me to sit down with him, help him. So long division. I'm like, I can do some division. I've been through school, grad school, college, all that stuff. Yeah, I can do some. So he showed me how he's working it out. I'm like, what the heck is that? Well, it's, you know, it's that new math. You figure math is math. Does math change? Well, apparently... It has, because he has a different way of working it out that his teacher told him, because those teaching methods change over time. There you go. And so my old way of doing it was not really going to help him, because it's not the way the teacher teaches him to do it, even though I can figure out some math. I mean, I'm not like a math genius by any means, but I can divide three into 149. Right, right. So... I had to take a look at what he was doing and go, oh, OK, I get it now. I'm figuring out how she was having him do it. And I could help him do it in a way that is concurrent with how he's being taught. But it's like, well, even math changes. I'm not unintelligent and I'm not uneducated, but the way they're teaching that stuff has changed. And I had to get on board with that I had to kind of figure that out before I could help him. And he doesn't carry all that baggage of the old way of doing it. He just knows the way it is now. and I think that's an advantage for younger people in the business, people that are just coming along in the new music business, is that's all they know. They don't have to deprogram the old ways. Right, right.
0: And understand from their position as a human perspective, you come in with this amazing amount of respect Mm -hmm. and a feeling of gratitude that you're even in that room. Right. To have that conversation with somebody who you know about that's willing to talk about your career and maybe do some stuff. And really, let's just assume the best. Like they're really smart and they really, really, really want to help. Yeah. That it's all coming from a genuine place. But I promise you, they're procrastinating just like you are about learning how to honor the digital platform. They're likely not going to be proactive on this kind of major change. As a human being, they're just not going to change until they felt enough pain doing it the old way that the discomfort of destroying their confirmation bias and having to learn something new about the way things used to work and how they're gonna work is less painful (laughs) than than the outcome. That's the way human beings work. That's just plain and simple, okay? So every opportunity is not opportune. And when I started Daredevil, I've said this before, I had lots of friends and I had a couple different million dollar brand names I was working with on different projects and it didn't work because either the artist got it and the team didn't or the team got it and the artist didn't, right? So I had somebody Mm -hmm. in there that I got the meeting because somebody got it, what we were doing. But the rest of them didn't. And so I figured out after a little while, I'm just banging my head against the wall. I'm not actually making forward progress. But I did get to tell my mom I'm working with this person and this person. Right. Yeah. So that conversation plus $2.51 would get me you know, a venti drip at Starbucks. Right. Right. Yeah. So every opportunity is not opportune. I was searching for that specific Steve Jobs quote to start the podcast, and Mm -hmm. I went down this rabbit hole because so many of the pearls of wisdom that he had in there now apply to all artists, singers, songwriters, musicians, industry pros. Whether it's publishing, promotion, touring, marketing, whatever it is, man, all this applies. So I'm going to pepper a few of these in during this episode. But let's unpack the first one. Like, life as we know it. Mm -hmm. We're all like computers. So it's garbage in, garbage out, right? This is just a very real thing. Like, when you deal with battered children or battered wives, if they hear something enough, they get enough of that input, then they start to believe it. Because that's just the way human beings are, right? Mm -hmm. So we have to be aware of that. And you want to... Really embrace the fact that life as we know it is a social construct <laughs> yeah. and put together by people that aren't necessarily smart, whether they're politicians or music industry people or the school board or whatever. So life as we know it, that is to say, our societies. And there are Mm -hmm. all kinds of societies. Every country is its own society. Mm -hmm. Every state is its own society. Every city, every industry, every political party, every group, every secret society, every religion, every genre of music, every club, every fan base are their own societies, their own tribes. And every single society has been created by people who are not any smarter than you. And they may be farther along the transformational journey, so they're currently wiser. Maybe they're more successful than you right now. Maybe they definitely have more experience. They're smart, mm-hmm. but they're not any smarter than you. Yeah. I promise. They maybe just have better results because they've been putting in more work. Or more willing to learn. and, and willing to learn. So during a paradigm shift, which is what's happening in this music industry right now, you must ask yourself if the experience a well-respected executive has will help you or hinder you, right? Mm-hmm. The answer to that question could be changed in the last five years. Maybe five years ago, that same conversation would be brilliant. And everything you're yeah. saying it was something that that person, man or woman, would be able to do as an industry executive. But maybe now it isn't. And you're the only one that gets to decide that. And you're not really going to get information unless you ask the questions and just kind of think about it, right? hmm And let's just talk about frameworks and nuance. Again, binary thinking, nuance. I really want to unplug everybody that we are fatigued with this narrative, binary thinking, because of the election year. Okay. I want everybody to just unplug that. This isn't a political statement. It doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. Just unplug. So I told this story a while back, a couple of years ago on the podcast about the Corvette story, right? So imagine a kid, Mm -hmm. imagine reading a newspaper and there's a picture of a brand new red Corvette with a rock scrape across the front of the hood, and the rock is stuck in the window, in the windshield of the car. And the headline Mm -hmm. is, punk, 19-year-old kid throws a rock at a perfectly innocent person, and maybe that punk had the wrong hair and was wearing the wrong T-shirt or something like that. Mm -hmm. And you look at that headline, and what do you think? Punk is a troublemaker. Why the hell would he do that? That's terrible. Yeah. He looks like a ruffian. He's this or that. And you begin to develop that un-nuanced story. If they choose to put the nuance in the article or they don't, either way, it's up to you to kind of read all the way down to see what's in there. But if you find out later that he was just in a car accident on Mulholland Drive and his buddy is still trapped in the car way off the cliff and he's been up there Mm -hmm. trying to flag people down and they won't stop probably because he's got the wrong color hair and the wrong t-shirt on. And so this was the only way that he could figure out to stop somebody and save the life. Now, all of a sudden, was it wrong to throw the rock? You know, he didn't have a choice, right?
1: Right. The other headline could be, boy saves his friend from wreck."
0: Right. right. So it's nuanced. So there's where two things are true at the same time. Mm-hmm. Is it wrong to throw a rock at a perfectly innocent pr- at anybody? Like, Right. Yeah. Yes, it is. But in this case, like, I get it. Yeah. There's the nuance, right? Yeah. We must realize that we're truly in a paradigm shift in the music industry. And the market changed. We know this. But- How much weight are you really willing to put on that is the question I want to ask climbers. Have you really internalized it yet? During a paradigm shift, I can clearly and happily report to you that it's the wild, wild west. Mm -hmm. The old rules don't matter. That doesn't mean that some of these old rules can't be utilized. That doesn't mean that some of these old rules can't be effective. It doesn't mean that all the old rules are going to hurt you. But it does mean everything you hold as truth in your heart must be reexamined. Right. Like is radio promotion ever a bad thing? No. I mean, if you pay for it and you get the promotion and you get the spins, God bless. But if your budget's too small to afford it, then there's better ways to spend that money. So two things can be true at the same time. Yes. Radio could help you, but is it going to be the most effective way to get up to the next rung on the ladder with the budget that you have? There's the nuance. Yes. Right. There's the nuance. So you have to rethink everything. And where's the traffic coming from? Mm -hmm. Is this getting me towards traffic? I want to point out a few of the misses that the industry has made over the years to prove my point here. And again, this is not me slagging the music industry. I'm not saying people are stupid. In fact, quite the opposite. This is human nature. Mm -hmm. We covet what we know. Yeah. And that goes for processes, procedures, strategies, business relationships, as well as people. And we understand people will default to what they know. Mm -hmm. That's the trigger. It's not a bad trigger. It's autopilot, right? I know how to do this. I recognize this situation. Mm -hmm. And when real significant change arrives, you also must understand this about humans, that the people who are in crowd, the people with their hands on the switch, when something changes so drastically like it is now, it threatens their way of life. Yeah, It threatens their legacy. It threatens their future. And as such change, real change drives them, That shit crazy Hmm. because they don't want to deal with it. And their initial reaction is to fight it. Outside the music industry, look at the cabs versus Uber. Mm -hmm. There was a moment in 2013 or 14 where you didn't know who Uber was, Mm -hmm. but you damn sure understood Yellow Cab Company. You knew that brand for sure.
1: Oh yeah. Even if you just watched TV and you saw it, but I think about... Yeah, even if you grew up in Arkansas like me and had never seen a Yellow Cab in person... You knew the brand. You knew what followed that cab meant. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And you knew the brand. And typically they would use like a yellow cab, right? Like in that. So here we have a situation where the cab company spent years and hundreds of millions of dollars trying to eliminate Uber. Mm -hmm. But instead of taking advantage of the situation that, you know, right now nobody knows who Uber is. Everybody knows who yellow cab is. We could probably spend 10% of the money trying to get rid of them and create our own app and then, if you're forced to choose between a ride share and a yellow cab or this company you've never heard of called Uber that's private and weird, mm-hmm. what would you take?
1: Yeah, my inclination is to go catch a cab because it's stinky and maybe crazy, but at least I know what I'm getting. You trust it. Yeah.
0: Whether it, that they information a is accurate or
1: not,
2: they you know. A
0: exactly. See? And so there it is. There's human nature. Like, they blew it. They freaking blew it. Mm -hmm.
2: Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycon's,
0: So let's talk about Napster. Napster was like a pricing ping in 1999. Just pricing, though. It didn't affect marketing because for all intents and purposes, you still only had two choices to listen to music back then. You listen to what you owned or you listen to the radio.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Here we are 21 years later, streaming. The industry has been brought back from the dead because of streaming. Billions of dollars of revenue were created streaming. Why did they fight it? Why didn't they work with Napster to stop the free thing, which had to happen, Mm -hmm. and realize that this is where we're headed and try to turn that around? And by the way, as they were fighting it, what were the headlines? Free file sharing, free file sharing, free file sharing, free file sharing. Exacerbating the problem, trying to find it. And then here we are 21 years later. And guess what? They were wrong. And the reason that they did that is because from the smartest people in the music industry at that time who are very smart, Mm -hmm. they said, we sell CDs. That's what we do. Yeah. They didn't want to change. They didn't want to see that. They wanted to protect it. So I want to show these chinks in the armor, right? These soft spots. So that you're asking the right questions. I want you to all ask the right questions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In 2019, the labels grossed $11.9 billion in streaming revenue alone, Ooh. which pushed the total recorded music revenue streams dangerously close to 1999 numbers. Not mm-hmm. there yet, but it's climbing up significantly over the last five years so they weren't just wrong they were really 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 freaking wrong
1: yeah
0: and you could absolutely argue if there was a forward thinker in there and they didn't behave like the pesky human beings that we are yeah that we never would have hit rock bottom like we did it could have been a smoother transition but
1: they were adverse to change Mm -hmm. right because it's scary it is scary i don't know we they didn't know the answer yeah I mean free music sure wasn't the answer. <laughs> you know, just given it all. They weren't going
0: to think about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So understand this that the old music industry worked with the current systems they have now in a tyranny of space environment. Mhm. The old music industry worked very 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 effectively because there's only 12 songs an hour they're playing on the radio
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they had a captive audience. Yeah. And so there was a tyranny of space and a captive audience. And so they could push and push and push and push and push and and, and jack up financial revenues. It was brilliant. Hmm. Now, the downside to that was that because of the tyranny of space, 95% of all artists who got their shot with a major label lost money because there just isn't enough room on the radio to get you in front of the audience. Right? Right. So that's the downside. But the tyranny of space was how this whole thing was built. Let's talk about that for a second with how forward-thinking Prince was. Mm -hmm. If you remember Prince going against Warner Brothers and he changed his name to The Artist and he had Slave painted on his face Mm -hmm. because he got a $100 million multimedia deal with Warner after the huge success of Purple Rain. And this is to make TV, movies, records, everything. And so he was just like, boom, here we go. What did he want to do? Make music. Yeah. And the label would be like, you can't release like two records in a year or more. I mean, this is a cat that's got over 500 songs in the can yeah, that haven't been released because he just would produce, 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 just generate and generate and generate. Extremely, extremely powerful in that regard. But that tyranny of space mm-hmm. got in his way, the way that they did business got in his way. Yeah. And then he wanted out because he wasn't being allowed to do what he wanted to do. And they're like, well, we're not going to sell as much if we do this. And he didn't care. Yeah. Right. So there's a situation where he eventually got out of it. But yeah. this is where you're on top of your game. You're Prince. You get the sweetest deal anybody ever gave anybody. And guess what? Not helping.
1: Yeah. Didn't help. <laughs> hurt. Went backwards. Right. Man, can you imagine if he'd been around like today? Oh my gosh. You know, With no governor On that amount of stuff He could put out Yeah We'd all be drowning In purple rain We would be Yeah
0: Let's talk about Like Well let me finish up this The marketing development Content and business Collaboration decisions That would make you A star of a tyranny Of space marketplace Mm -hmm. Rarely translate To effective decisions In a tyranny Of choice Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Marketplace Which is where we're at now Now that doesn't mean That all tyranny Of space stuff is bad Right But it does mean you got to ask the question Mm -hmm. because it likely is. And maybe it's good for you and not somebody else. Or maybe it's bad for you, but it's great for somebody else. Mm -hmm. You need to ask these questions. And the questions you want to be asking is, how is this going to work in tyranny of choice versus tyranny of space? Consider the source very closely. You have to realize that right now your biggest faction of the music industry organizations that claim to be about digital are born from smart people who came from within the music industry that are trying to adapt to this new digital tyranny of choice, but what's their mental framework?
1: Tyranny of space. It's tyranny of space. So let's define that real quick. If I can just kind of boil down tyranny of space and tyranny of choice. So tyranny of space, I mean, you've already explained, there's only so many spins on terrestrial radio. There's only so many spots on the CD. There's only so many shelves and aisles in a record store or Walmart, or whatever, there's just not yep. that much space. Limited space, people fighting for who's going to be top of the mountain, right? There's only so much space at the top of the mountain, everybody can only hold a couple people at a time. Yep. Yes. Somebody's got to come off the top of the mountain before somebody else can move up. That's right. Now, tyranny of choice is... Uh, so that was hard for the artist going, I got good stuff, there's just not enough room for all the good stuff. And now it's, Correct. well, nobody's paying attention to me because nobody has to. Because there's so much choice, nobody has to listen to to me, and how do I even get noticed and discovered when there is no putting me in their face, so they can't avoid it? Right. There's basically none of that as a new artist, anyway. Right. So that's the tyranny of choice. That's what kind of working against you is like they can listen to everything else. Yes, or just something else, everything else instead of me.
0: And tyranny of choice, like I always liken it to Jerry's famous deli in Los Angeles. Okay. Like their menu, dude, is like a freaking LA phone book. <laughs> yeah. I go there and literally I'm tortured because I'm like, oh, everything's so good that sometimes I choose to get nothing.
1: Yeah. Like I don't want to put myself it's too much. That.
0: The best restaurants, and I love Jerry's Famous Deli, don't get me wrong. And it's a good restaurant, but you know, the best restaurants you go to, they got like a few dishes on the menu. That's it. These are your mm-hmm. choices. Yeah. And it makes it easier.
1: Yeah. You just do the to choose. things
0: you do super well. Yeah. So you got to consider the source about where they're coming from. The problem is that these people could be very well applying their vast and effective knowledge of operating very successfully in a tyranny of space marketplace to a tyranny of choice marketplace because that's what they know. And they're not honoring the platform. So let's go down that real quick. So let me give you an example of honoring the platform, which I've talked about before. But when I was in the mortgage industry... I had a radio show. Like I was sick of making cold calls. I had a recording studio in my house. A friend suggested you should do a radio show. It's paid advertising on the weekend. It's like an infomercial that sounds like a content show because it is a content show, but Mm -hmm. the intent is to get an application to get somebody to call in and consider doing a loan with you. Okay. Mm -hmm. And in exchange for, you know, content marketing, I'm giving them all kinds of potholes they need to look out for in the financial world. And don't trust your neighbor's interest rate because that might be a toxic loan, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So we had a half hour time slot that we purchased and I had to make a commitment of like, I think 14 or $15,000 because you had to buy six months worth of shows Mm -hmm. at minimum. So I didn't have that money to commit. And so Juice became my partner, one of our tech buddies, and he was going to take on 50% of the downside if we screwed it up. And we did half hour show, five minutes of commercials, we're responsible for 25 minutes of content. We go and we put up the first three shows and zero phone calls. One weekend, two weekends, three weekends, zero phone calls. I call the station manager and she's like, your phone's not ringing. I'm like, yes. And she goes, are you prepared to do everything I tell you to do, if I can promise you, I can make the phone ring. And I said, absolutely, you know, (laughs) please save me, save me. And so she said, John, your content is killer, but you're not honoring the platform. I said, what does that mean? And she said, well, you've got 25 minutes of content and your show is a 25 minute show. It's got a beginning, a middle and an end. And that's the big end where you give the phone number and you wrap everything up and everybody's excited. And then you go away. She goes, that's the way that people consume a television platform. Uh they all get around and they're prepared to watch from the beginning to the end whether it's a half an hour or an hour she goes but this is am radio on saturday johnny people don't consume am radio in the comfort of their living room sitting around they're driving around taking their kids to soccer practice going to home depot Uh getting their nails done going grocery shopping running all kinds of errands to get set up for the next week she goes so you need to do two tweaks to honor the platform. One is do five five five-minute shows, the exact same show, Johnny. Just Mm -hmm. change the metaphors five different times so that the people that are listening through, it doesn't sound redundant to them, but you are saying the same message, so you have that repetition part of it Mm -hmm. that matters as far as communicating the idea. And secondly, and do this without fail every two minutes. Interrupt yourself if you must, but without fail every two minutes, give your phone number over the air and so we did exactly that the fourth week five phone calls two turned into loans the revenue from those paid the whole commitment
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and then a few months later we're on in five different stations in three different markets and i went from making 150 cold calls a day to getting 70 applications a week and they were calling me but that's honoring the platform i didn't know unless i got schooled on it right and this is what
1: i'm trying to school you so if you're not making a sitcom, you're making a 30-minute radio show. You have to build it differently for that platform. It's not TV, it's radio, it's right. It's not Facebook, it's Instagram. It's not a blog, it's it's not terrestrial radio, it's Facebook. It's
0: yes, and how do they consume it? How do you consume yeah. it? Right? What makes you mm-hmm. stop scrolling on your iPhone? And go, zip, wait, what's that? Mm-hmm. It's not some unknown artist that you heard who just released a brand new single that You don't know about and you don't care about, right? Right. You don't stop for that. So let's talk about ticket sales on this. Okay. So here's another example. So when we did those BJ Thomas shows, I told this story before, we marketed like three shows and then we used the data from the three shows that we marketed that were profitable. And then the next two shows that they bought, we sold them out in like half the time with the data. But here's what I found out every single venue that we marketed to had a different ticket outlet, they're online ticket outlets. Mm-hmm. So I just immediately defaulted to, well, these are tech companies because
1: mm-hmm.
0: they're online, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But not one of them oh, knew what a Facebook pixel was. Right. And that's when it dawned on me, these are not tech companies that are trying to get into the ticket promotion business. These are ticket promotion business people trying to get into the tech business. There's mm. a difference. There's a big difference. There's a big difference. Literally, they're like, oh, it's going to take us a while to fix that. I'm like, you're an e-commerce company without the ability to put in a Google cookie or a Facebook pixel. Right. That's like you're an NFL player without a helmet. Dude, Mm -hmm. really? That's one-on-one. But not to them. They're from the industry. They don't understand tech. They don't know how to honor the platform. See what I'm going with this?
1: Mm -hmm. They they never thought that if somebody saw a flyer for my show that's stapled on a telephone pole walking downtown that you could know that they saw your flyer for your show and you could put another flyer in front of them as they get home, like on the refrigerator. Yeah. That's what you can do digitally. Yeah. Yeah. What people see and then we can get in front of them, that particular person again. What? Yes. That's what Facebook and Google pixels can do. It can take that flyer off that telephone pole And stick it on the refrigerator when they get home. Like, oh, there it is again.
0: That's right. And even on any telephone pole, like, okay, so that brings back the Jacob Cade story. It's a rock artist I worked with for Mm -hmm. a couple of years. And he's uh, from Colorado. He's 18 years old. And we had the opportunity to do a one-off show down in Scottsdale, Arizona, which he was not on the radio there. He had never played there. He's a ghost in the market. He was opening up for an 80s hair band called Dawkin. The ticket price was 60 bucks expensive and mm-hmm. we were the opener. So that means he went on at eight, then the support act went on, then the headliner went on. So I'm not going to get an e-commerce campaign to get somebody to spend 60 bucks to see this guy, even with the coolest ad. So what right. do we do to honor the platform? So we're like, okay, let's just, we had killer live footage of this kid. Cause his live show is amazing. Okay. And super high energy and super interesting. And it pops on digital. And then we just targeted all the people that were followers of the headliner and like mm-hmm. seven other bands that were in that same genre. We spent $200 on Facebook ads, 400 people came out and saw that kid at eight o'clock and we weren't asking for a sale. We just assumed they already bought the ticket to go see Dokken and come early. Don't miss this. That was the language that we used on it. Right. And so Mm -hmm. that was super effective that we spent $200 on ads. They sold $200 worth of merch and the club, obviously mom and the artists are happy. The club owners like, how did you do that? And then what blew me away because I didn't think we were going to sell any tickets. Right. I just thought maybe Mm -hmm. we can get them to come early, but then the headliner calls back and offers us the rest of the tour because Mm -hmm. we did sell tickets, but we didn't sell tickets for my artist. We out-marketed the old-school promoter. What did they do? right. right? It's in the local rag as soon as the gig gets booked. You'll see it if you look at the local rag. It's on the venue's Facebook page and website. If you happen to visit that, you might see it. And then they did a week's worth of radio ads before the show. And you know what? Ticket sales were crappy until we started that ad, and it was a decided change, and they saw everybody show up early, and that proved that it was because of our ad, right? Mm -hmm. That did that. And so here we are actually now honoring the platform, adding benefit to a headliner, getting an opportunity. You see how all those doors open up all of a sudden because Mm -hmm. we're honoring the platform. So you must innovate. This is your time. Do you see the bubble that's going on here? It's okay that you don't know the answers. It's not okay that you're saying, I don't know the answers and I need to ask more questions. Because we're still in the wild, wild west. We are not through this. All the labels are in a big, big honeymoon right now, people. Because all of the artists that they have, none of them, for the most part, and I mean, like, I'll venture, a guess, over 95% of the artists today that are on labels have not broken on digital. And if they did break on digital, it wasn't because the label broke them on digital. That makes the number even smaller. It's because like the chain smokers, they broke on digital and then they got the record deal. And talk about the chain smokers. So here's the questions they asked. They broke with Selfie and they're huge. And they've got multiple label deals being offered to them. Mm -hmm. And what's their number one question? Not what's the best brand that I'm going to go tell mom about. Who's going to play in the sandbox with us and let us honor the platform and not Mm -hmm. get in our way? And they chose it. And they already have run into issues with that. They've handled it brilliantly, but they had friction because the radio promo department doesn't want an artist releasing one song a month. Yeah. Just like Warner didn't want Prince releasing all that content. It doesn't make sense to their business model. That's not the way we do it here. Well, that works in the tyranny of space market. It doesn't Mm -hmm. work in the tyranny of choice. Tyranny of choice means that consistency trumps everything everything. Mm-hmm. And so guys, every opportunity is not opportune. When you're making these choices, if you're starting, like my biggest fear is just watching some artists that kind of graduate up to this level into that professional room where things can happen, but they end up with somebody who is well-meaning, well-intentioned. These are not bad people. They're not evil. They really want to help. They love the artist. They love the artist, They'll light on the traffic for mm-hmm. them, but they're doing it wrong. Yeah. And they don't know. So a couple quick quotes to finish this up. Okay. Mm -hmm. We are inventing the future. This is what Steve Jobs told a job applicant one time. Think about surfing on the front edge of a wave. It's really exhilarating. Now think about dog paddling at the tail end of that wave. It wouldn't be anywhere near as much fun. Hmm. Come down here and make a dent in the universe. Nice. (laughs) Right. So right now, most artists, dog paddling. Mm Mm-hmm. You're not going to get on the front of that wave until you go fervently after this knowledge. And it's everywhere. It's lo- most of it's free. But Johnny, I might not fall off. But Johnny, I won't fall off of him. Right. I know, you might win. <gasps> Sorry. <laughs> you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backward. So you have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something your gut, destiny, life, your God, karma, whatever. This approach has never let me down and it's made all the difference in my life, right? Like connecting the dots and wisdom only comes after you take that first step in the staircase of faith. Otherwise you're in the mm-hmm. same spot with the same information and the same reality of life, right? Mm-hmm. And this one I loved. Design is not just what it looks like and feels like. Design is how it works. Mm-hmm. And so I want your feedback on this because I thought about this in terms of songs, Mm -hmm. What's the difference between a song that's being spun on commercial country radio and the song of the year? They both look great. They both Mm. feel great. Mm -hmm. But the design on the song of the year works better.
1: Yeah. And it may not even be easy to pick out what that design difference is. Yeah. May not even be readily apparent to the untrained eye, may just be apparent to the heart. That
0: design can change depending on who sings it, who the artist
1: That's is. That's true. Yeah.
0: You know? So I love that. And that is also about when you see somebody and they've got this plan and they're talking about what they can do and what they can't do, and it looks good and it feels good. But then how does it work? Mm-hmm. It's okay to ask that question and pray they can dump a boatload of data on you and corner you with logic. That's what I want for you. Yeah. Okay. But you have to ask these questions. So you're not spending what you want. And then I'll end with this guys. Sometimes life hits you in the head with a brick. Hmm. Don't lose faith. <laughs>
1: there
0: we go. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of another killer climb episode. Guys download the free informational PDF 21 biggest reasons you don't have more fans and how to fix that at gift It's free. Just go there. Just tell us where to send it. There's no charge. It's all kinds of great information to help get your head straight and unplug some of the old ways of thinking in a tyranny of space kind of market that you grew up in and how to help you just begin the transformation over to a tyranny of choice market, which you are in now, whether you are aware of it or not, whether you believe it or not, and whether you like it or not. Okay. Also, consultations were available for that. Just email us at info at daredevilproduction.com. Put consultation in the subject line and we'll get something on the books and we can help you apply the information you learn on this podcast directly to your situation. I think that's probably the best way to describe that. So this podcast exists because we want you to win, guys. So keep on climbing.
1: And we'll see you at the top.